Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and straight away before we get started, I wanted to remind you that our email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Old Mother Hubbard over there is uh, telling me that the cupboard is a little bare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's not that people aren't emailing, it's, it's that you, you want the right mix of stuff, don't you? Yes, exactly. Yeah, if, yeah. if you were to look in Old Mother Hubbard's cupboard, it might mm. not necessarily be bare, no. but it might just have a lot of one ingredient, and th- th- that'd be weird. So if it was all shredded wheat yeah yeah for example i wouldn't make a tasty meals for the day would no no um so we would like some stories from drifters please if you have yet to send us your awful story that still makes you cringe to this day i understand reliving these things isn't nice but i do think it's cathartic very it's what this podcast is about and um, we'd love to hear from you so it can be anything from uh blurting out something weird to fill a silence Mm-hmm. Not even managing to think of something weird to say to fill a silence and just creating more silence. Yep. Lengthy silences. Um, the, the lengths you've gone to to avoid social interaction, mm-hmm. which may involve hiding. Um, that would be good. Anything to do with being conflict averse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things you've agreed with. <laughs> Or just go <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in a conversation <laughs> yeah, yeah. because you, you've not wanted to get into it. Um, lies that you've told for getting out of a party slash event slash gathering that have somehow spiralled out of control. Mm-hmm. Maybe gone on for years. You've had to live the life for years. Um, being a drifter and yet somehow being picked to join in with audience participation. Mm-hmm. Or one of those things where you're at a conference and you have to say a fact about yourself. Oh, or any, any of those yeah, kinds yeah. of things. Oh. Um, or having to make an impromptu speech oh, and it going oh, wrong. Oh, I know. Um, the the time that you felt you had become the adept, confident person you were always meant to be, and then how that came crashing down around you. Um, the scripts that you have are the people that you see in everyday life, every day in everyday life, that you just say the same thing to, and there's a comfort in that. Cold enough for you. Yeah, exactly. Here are just some ideas of stories you could send us. If that has um, shaken anything loose in your brain, then we would love to hear from you. The email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. And hello. Hello. How was your Easter? Oh, wonderful. How about you? 
it was it was good yeah it was good uh, you you are in a good mood today i don't know if it's because you had uh, a few days away or it's that you don't know that you haven't been picked you know they've drawn up the queen's jubilee reading list right and the only two books that aren't on it are jk rowling's and yours oh no yeah. I hadn't seen that yet. Oh, my gutty. I didn't, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'd say I didn't know there was a reading list. It's something. I'll be honest, I only read the headline. And oh, oh. Well, maybe my name is on it then. <laughs> why, why did you assume? I'm actually insulted. I'm going to go check it. Um, so, so we do have a lot of chocolate in the house at the oh, moment. Right, yeah. It's just a problem for me. Because you don't want to be keep eating it? Just yeah, because I, I can't. It's just constantly distracting to me. Yeah. The other night before Easter, actually, Sarah had some chocolate, in a bar of chocolate in the kitchen. And I mm. said to her, oh, will you bring some chocolate in? Mm. She brought in two squares. Oh, limiting two, it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I don't understand that. Yeah. Because to me, it's like I don't know, the, the ring in the Lord of the Rings. It's just like calling and it's in the cupboard. I can feel its presence mm. the whole time. I, I, I struggle to think about anything else. Um, did you see the guy on social media who posted the video of himself singing and playing guitar on an EasyJet flight with the caption, Worshipping Jesus 30,000 feet in the air. No, if I'd have seen the caption, <laughs> I would have clicked on it extremely quickly. No, I did not. Yeah, people have been losing their minds about this. And so, so it was a guy, I, I don't, it wasn't just him, but he'd stood up to play the guitar and then some of his Christian <laughs> friends had joined so in. Hard. And it was a packed flight. Oh, do you know what I would have done if I'd have been on that flight? Yeah, go on. Pretended like nothing was happening. <laughs> That's what I do on the tube if someone yeah. gets on. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people saying, um, "Oh, you know, I would have, uh, I would have jumped out the plane or whatever." I would have, no, no. Uh, but I, I, I would have just stared forward and, and tried to act like it wasn't. I'd be glancing down at things. Yeah, you know, yeah. Having a quick look yeah. at that little magazine you get, checking yeah. my sick bag was there. Yeah. The thing is, it, it, I feel like he made a bad choice in that whatever song it was he was singing wasn't one of the bangers right so it wasn't amazing grace it wasn't come by yar it wasn't oh. give me oil in my lamp keep me burning well, which one well none of those like, none, none of those it wasn't recognizable to you wasn't good king wenceslas it no, wasn't any of the ones um that were in that blue hymn book with the faces on the front that right. a lot of people who went to school in the 70s would have seen. Okay. So I, I, I think if you're going to do that, do the bangers. I could have looked up if it had been one of my favourites. Kumbaya! That one that sounded like Rupert the Bear, that was a good one. Was that the one about a night? Water, Water of Life, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd have looked Water, up for that. Rupert the Bear. Mm. I've never made that connection before. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll tell you how I bet loved this happening. Who? Stelios, the founder of EasyJet. Why? Or anybody involved in the budget airline industry. Because my, my theory, I've told you this before, is that you know their, their business model is primarily cheap and cheerful flights. Mm. But then there's a secondary element to it, which they, they resent their passengers for being cheapskates. <laughs> and they do everything they possibly can to make it unpleasant. That's why the seats don't go back. Right. Or you don't have a little pocket to put your magazine in. Mm-mm. Or, um, you know, the, the, uh, the cabin crew have... Uh, prison guard energy right it's like we'll, we'll take you but we hate you so you're not going to yeah, enjoy it yeah right. that's why they're all lurid colors mm. they want to make it as unpleasant an experience as possible yeah so i think you maybe maybe expect this on more budget airline flights <laughs> in the future um i uh i was at a funeral church funeral a while ago and they ran out of order of services okay which I used to think like the worst thing that can happen is you go to a funeral where you're expected to sing a hymn. Mm. 
and then you're just sort of staring down at the words and not really joining in but then every now and again moving your mouth or doing something so that you don't look like you're being petulant yeah yeah but even worse than that is not having words to stare down at oh right so you're supposed to do stare forward in a godly way did you move your lips anyway to no, pretend you knew it? No. No, that, no, it was it was really uh really wasn't good. Um on a not unrelated note, it was my son's birthday on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, you sent a lovely text with a couple of emoji which he really enjoyed. Did he like my emojis? Did he like your oh, emoji, good, yeah. Good. Um and I went to the news agents first thing in the morning, very, very early when it opened, to um to get balloons. Because they put the helium in them. Uh, and if okay. you get them the day before, they start deflating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You want to... The news agents put the helium in them. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's an amazing news agent. Great news agents. Never heard of that. Going to give them a plug. Hamdi's Porn-Free News Agents in Stoke Newington. That is not called that. It was until somewhat recently, and now they seem to have... They haven't introduced pornography, right, right. but they... Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a selling point, the fact but that yeah, they don't sell it. They, yeah. they, haven't sort of, they don't have that in their branding anymore. It used to proudly be displayed on the front of the shop, which I kind of like. Yeah, but maybe people just seeing the word porn and thinking, oh, I think, Yeah, maybe, maybe. Or kids learning to read and say, what does that mean, porn-free? Yeah, free? yeah, yeah. And I couldn't ever see it without singing Born Free in my head either. <laughs> um, anyway, so but it's a great news agents. And um, I, I went there first thing and it wasn't yet open. It was like back in my drinking days. I used to be waiting outside the pub for it to be open. Okay. I was waiting outside the news agents. And, the, and then the reason it wasn't open is they got a sign in the window saying they'd changed their hours because of Ramadan. Uh, okay. So then, uh, so then I'd go in and firstly... When did those gold balloons become a thing, which are either numbers or letters? Oh, uh, I think when Instagram was invented. They, I never saw them anywhere. Right. And now I see them everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's an Instagram thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, so it was just me because it was so early. It was just me and the guy who worked in the shop that day there. And usually my small talk with him is exactly what it needs to be for the duration of the visit, which is like, hello, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. How's your son? Oh, he's great. He's at school today. He's a nice boy. All right, there you go. Thanks a lot. That, that's, that's, that's it. Fairly much talking about having a script. Right. That's how it goes every time. Yeah. Unfortunately, the inflating of the balloons lengthened the interaction. Uh to between seven and ten minutes i would say oh, wow just Big me balloon. and him in the shop together yeah. and at some point i felt the need to fill the silence mm. and i said something <sighs> i meant well by it <laughs> right but it was such an idiotic thing to say yeah yeah i said um how's ramadan going right yeah, and you can see how I got there because yeah, they put yeah, a sign in the yeah, window yeah, saying yeah, Ramadan yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. But then I thought, as soon as it was out of my mouth, it would be like someone saying, "How's Advent going?" or "How's <laughs> How's Lent going?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, you meant well. I did mean well. Yeah, yeah. So then there's a bit of a pause, and he's trying to be nice, so he says, "Oh, it's fine. We're about halfway through now." Mm. And then I don't know what to say because I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Right. Because I would think. As as not a religious, not a devout person, yeah. that you just want it to be over so you didn't have to fast anymore. Well, that's what I would think. Yeah. But maybe if you're devout, you yes. really enjoy it and you yes. don't want it to end. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So then I couldn't say anything to follow up because I didn't know whether to make a positive or a negative noise. Mm. I didn't know whether to say nearly done or, oh, it'll soon be next year. 
So um, I feel like I can't go back in there until the end of Ramadan now. We won't have to go into next year, will you, when you get your number seven <laughs> balloon, surely? <laughs> That's good, because I was already agonising about whether to say Happy Eid or not. Oh, Do you say that? I don't, know. I don't think so. All right, old Mother Hubbard, let's mm. see uh, see what you've got in your cupboard then. I don't know if you're going to know who the first one's from. It's someone called Lynn Barron. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> she starts with, I have never been a drifter, but COVID and lockdown has brought out my inner drifter. Oh. I am delighted working from home. I am delighted not being social. I am delighted not to meet for coffee, wine or meals. I prefer my long daily walks alone. Drifters rock. Wow. But that is not the reason I am writing. I want to take a few moments from my happy, quiet, isolated, introverted life to tell a story from many years ago that might just amuse. Background. I live in Chicago, which has a large, strong Irish population. On St. Patrick's Day, the Chicago River is dyed bright green. The city puts on a huge and festive and crowded parade. The centre of the city is jammed with people dressed in green and shamrocks and all accoutrements Irish. On one St. Patrick's Day, I was with my friend Mary Beth walking to the art museum. We became caught in the crowd and the festivities of the parade. I am tall. My friend is very short. I must stoop to talk to her. Unbeknownst to me, we became separated in a crowd near the bright green Chicago River. I knew she was wearing a khaki coat. I thought she was right behind me. I bent down to grab her and pull her out of the crowd without looking behind me. I grabbed her to pull her close to me. I grabbed her khaki coat. Or so I thought. In fact, I did grab Khaki and pulled and pulled and something did not seem right. It, it wasn't Mary Beth's hand and it wasn't her coat. I turned to look at her. It wasn't her. I was grabbing Khaki, but to my horror, I was grabbing Khaki pants, the crotch of the pants, grabbing and pulling the crotch of some gentleman. I was mortified. I looked at the gentleman and he looked at me and I stammered, oh, you're not Mary Beth. He looked me straight in the eye. I kid you not, he said. I hope it was as good for you as it was for me. And that's how she met her husband, my (laughs) father-in-law. And then this is from Tony. Your Condry Corner story last week where Sue and Stuart, worried that they'd unwittingly helped a lady steal a mini, made me remember a long forgotten incident of mine. My car had broken down and was in the middle of a main road, thus causing an issue as it was the morning rush hour. A fella kindly helped me to move it and rather than be rude and sit in the driver's seat whilst he did all the work moving it, I got out and we both pushed it. The road was on a bit of an incline so the knackered old car picked up some speed and moved quite rapidly out of the way. Being a drifter, I was genuinely so grateful for the help and didn't really know what to do. I thanked him profusely whilst my car was trundling off unaided down the main road. He looked at me and said, shouldn't you be in that car? Valid point. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> uh, please send us your story. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle? Yes. Let's have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. It's about how I want to take a hammer and go around the world smashing up grandfather clocks. Oh. 
I spent the last 10 days developing a deep and intense <laughs> hatred of grandfather clocks because I stayed in a holiday home with one and the first night it kept me up all night with its chiming. And it didn't just chime every hour, it chimed every half hour. And what was even more annoying than this was it did one chime on the hour and then a chime for each hour it was of the day on the half hour. So, for example, 11.30, it did 11 chimes. And at 4.30 a.m., it did four chimes, Ugh. which is not just torturous, but surely the wrong way round. Surely it should be doing the number of chimes for the hour on the hour. And I became enraged while awake all night that grandfather clocks exist in 2022. Like, it's insanity. Time is so prevalent all around us now. I rarely have to do more than glance my eyes slightly to see it. Like, if I'm in my tiny kitchen at home, there are four different time displays. The oven, the radio, the microwave and my phone, which is usually on me. What we don't need now is this big tower with a big look at what's in my pants swinging pendulum, (laughs) shouting the time at me every 30 minutes for 24 hours a day. So by the morning in this holiday home, after the first night, knowing I had nine more nights left, I said to Tom, I said, I'm going to have to go home. I can't, I just can't do this. And he said, I know it's awful, isn't it? It kept me up too all night, but you can turn it off. I said, what? I was really annoyed for the first time about, you know, these new no-fault divorces. (laughs) Because all I wanted to do when Tom said this was to marry him and then divorce him and have on an official document for all eternity that because he didn't turn off the grandfather (laughs) clock when he could have, it woke me up every half an hour all night. And what blows my mind is that if it can be turned off and presumably has been at one point, unless everyone's insane, like who the hell turned it back on again? The name drives me insane too, grandfather. Like what other household items have a family name included? None. Like, there's no auntie toaster or nephew occasional <laughs> table, first cousin once removed bellows. <laughs> so I looked into it. It became known as a grandfather clock because there was this American songwriter and he wrote a song called My Grandfather's Clock. I love that song. Oh, you know that song? I didn't know it. My grandfather's clock is too tall for the shelf. Was too tall for the shelf, so it... Stood ninety years on the floor. It was taller by half than the old man himself, though it weighed not a penny weight. Okay, even more. this is annoying me. It was <laughs> bought on the morn of the day that he was born, and was always his pleasure and pride. But it stopped short, never to go again, when the old man died. You know the story of it. Ninety years with oh slumbering, <laughs> tick tock, tick tock. His life seconds numbering, tick. And so on. How do you know all those words? We did it. It's, it's stuck in my head from being a kid. No. We sang it at school. We had a man called Mr. Cutbush who used to come in and play piano. And I've that was one of the songs that we sang. I've never heard of it. So I looked up this song and, 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 and the story behind the song, because that's the interesting bit. What happened was that he was staying, you, you probably know this. No, was, I don't know nothing oh, about the song. I don't, like, it, it's, it's, uh, it's there in my head, but right. I've never had any curiosity about who wrote it, right, right. what it is. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So this guy, this American songwriter, he was staying at a hotel in County Durham and he asked about this tower clock they'd had in the lobby. And it's not been noted exactly what he said, the exact words, but I'm going to presume he said, what the hell is this monstrosity <laughs> that keeps me awake all night? And then he was told how the clock had had two owners after the first owner died as you know from the song the clock became inaccurate and when the second owner died the clock stopped working altogether oh is that in the song oh well maybe not maybe, maybe i don't know if we ever got that far oh, okay but it, i'll tell you what this says to me it says to me they are sentient because i knew it <laughs> but they're torturing us i would not be surprised if it turns out they're aliens in disguise trying to send us all mad through lack of sleep to make it easier for them to colonize earth which is why I'm going to get a hammer and go around the world smashing them all up and save the planet or just make it a much better place. (laughs) 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What have you been watching? Nothing. What? I know. Nothing. What, what What do you do if you're not watching stuff? Well, I've been away, haven't I? I've yeah, but do you not put loads of stuff on your laptop just in case there's not good Wi-Fi? Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I just didn't watch anything. What? But you, what, were, what, you were with, like, Tom's family. What yeah. were you all doing I together? I know. They were, like, late dinners and then I went to bed. But and then, went, what? Like, just all talking? You mean yeah. dinners at a table, not yes. eating food off your knees? Yes, yes, talking. And then I what just... What were you talking about? Oh, you know, just... What? I, don't, I don't even know. Philosophy? Politics? No. What? No, just, like, you know, having a laugh. Right. I know, I know, I know. And then I was tired by about half nine, so I'd go and read my book and then I'd go to sleep. Okay. I know, I've not seen anything. Tell, oh. tell me what, to, I need to know what to watch. So I'm watching two things, in fact, I finished one last night. Um, one I don't think is very good, but I'm sort of enjoying it. Okay. We Crashed. Never heard of it. Yeah, you know, We Work. Pardon? You know that company, We Work. Right. You see it about. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> No. Really? No, sorry. No. Do you know? Have you not been anywhere for the last ten years? <laughs> this is a big startup company. Yeah. Um, and you see like huge office blocks that say "We Work," and it's like hip working space where younger professionals oh, can take oh. their laptop and you know pay X amount of yeah. money per month and um, okay. be part of a global community right. and like have a, a pinball table or whatever they have. Oh, surprise! I don't know about it because I'm that kind of person. Anyway, and then it, you know the founder was uh, some kind of lunatic, and it's, it's about the, the story of how that all went pear shaped. Oh, okay, that sounds interesting. It is. So it's really enjoyable to sort of see that world and. He's an awful person, as are other people in his orbit. The the script I don't think is great, and some of the acting I won't won't single anyone else. But oh, it's not a documentary. Oh, no, but, oh, okay, but it's okay. based on a documentary podcast actually, which I will listen to ah, when I finish um, okay. when I finish it. And it's 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 sort of enjoyable, but a bit trashy. Right, right, right. It's on Apple TV. And then the other thing I've just finished that I really loved is almost the same story. It's called The Dropout, and that's on Disney Plus, and it's Amanda Seyfried. Is that how you say her name from Mamma Mia? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it's about the founder of this company that p- promised to revolutionise healthcare by um, giving you uh, blood tests without sticking needles in you. Okay. And she got all these very influential people on board to invest, and the whole thing was built on sand. And that that one is, I think, really, really good. Okay, okay. So there's a couple of recommendations for you. Great, thank you. Um, and now I'm desperate to watch TV, obviously. Oh, yeah, I can't believe it. you're here. I know, I know. And also, Annabelle's come over in the afternoon. We usually do this in the evening, but you've very kindly to accommodate me. You you drove, did an eight-hour drive back from your holiday, mm. and then you came straight here to record the podcast. Yeah. Because I'm going out this evening. Yeah, where are you going? I haven't asked you yet. I'm going to an event. Are you? Well, not like an award ceremony or anything like that. I'm, mm. I'm going to a concert. And who? Um, I'm going to see Florence and the Machine. Oh, lovely. Play a little gig. And uh, I got complimentary tickets. Oh, congratulations. From, uh, from a friend of mine. Mm. Um, and 
the reason I didn't invite you. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, why didn't you invite me? Because I'm trying to widen. So here's here's what I've come to. Hmm. Before the pandemic, <laughs> yes. I was exactly the right amount of reclusive. Okay. And now I'm too reclusive. Uh, okay. And I see you every week. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. You're kind of the only human contact outside <laughs> of my own family that yeah. I have most of the time. Same here. Yeah. So I'm trying to fix that yeah, yeah. by seeing people other than you. But I totally understand. Yeah. Even though... Who is it? <laughs> Who's my competition? <laughs> if it's Ed Miliband, I'm going to get Miliband. Not, Ed Miliband. Not. No, no, okay, it's not. Right. It's not him. Right. It's not him. But I thought I, I can't. Yeah, I'd rather go with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to force myself out of my comfort zone. Good, good for you. And then really think about who's going to bring me out of myself. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> um, well, I hope you have a good time. Thank you, thank you. Um, I mentioned it was Jean's birthday mm. before, so a few things on that. The first one is. Um, you know, he does these dance lessons on a Saturday. Mm. I think I've mentioned them on the podcast. He goes to a street dance lesson because it, he had his cousins come to stay for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And then he's having a little um, thing in a pizza place with um, a handful of friends on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So he's going to end up missing three weeks in total right. of dance classes. And he asked me to send the teacher a message just letting her know. Right. Now, I'll point out that we book it through the studio. We don't deal with the teacher directly. She works at this big place that does all these dance classes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to look her up on Instagram. Right. And then he kept, and then send her a message and he kept saying, Dad, Daddy, you're going to send that message. So I did it. Mm. And as I looked her up on Instagram, um, I noticed that her number two in the class, there's a guy who works with her. Mm. They are not just professionally involved. Oh. But they they recently became engaged. Oh. Uh, in one of London's, in a restaurant in one of London's tallest buildings. Wow. So as I'm with Sarah and him, I, I see this and I exclaim, oh my God, you won't believe what. Mm. And I, then I tell her, not thinking that now he is obsessed with saying congratulations to the both of them when he goes back to his dance classes. Oh, no, no, And that's no. going to look so weird. Yeah, yeah, because how do yeah, Because firstly, weird. I don't think she's seen my message because we don't oh. follow each other on Instagram. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. So he's he's going to go back to his dance class and congratulate them both on becoming engaged Mm-mm. and mention which building it was. <laughs> he's really likes tall buildings. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's going to seem like the creepiest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do I avoid that? I try, Never tend to send him back to dance yes. classes again. Okay, only way, yeah, yeah, only yeah, way. that's that. Um, so, yeah, his, his cousins came over. Uh, they're a very similar age. One's about eight or ten months older and one's about three or four months younger. Uh, and I took them to the zoo. How nice. Do you know what I went looking for and I couldn't find any? Mm-hmm. Pangolins. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised. Because I really wanted to show support for the pangolin. So I feel it, it, it was briefly tainted when there were all those w- rumours swirling around about wet markets and Wuhan and mm, pangolins. They, yeah. they were getting a lot of the blame for COVID-19. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, I really want to go and show my support for those animals. Oh. But I couldn't, couldn't see one anywhere. Maybe they've been... Hidden away. Yeah. yeah. You don't think there were hate attacks, do you? <laughs> I would sincerely hope not. <laughs> Um, one thing that happened, that, and I know, I know you, you, you've you've recently become uncomfortable with zoos, haven't you? 
Well, not not as much recently. I think I've always had at the back of my mind that's maybe not the greatest to keep animals in cages. But sorry, sorry, sorry. I know they do a lot of work for animals that can't. Sort of, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, and that's that's how I kind of justify yes, it. Yeah, yeah. As well as thinking, if somebody said to me I could be in a zoo, I'd, I'd take it. Would you? Oh, I'd love it. Just have to sit and have your food given to yeah, you. No responsibility mm. and a lot of attention. I've never seen you look so wistful. <laughs> Does it, isn't that the dream? Being paid constant attention but not having any responsibility. You don't, you don't have to put on any kind of show, no. just to sit there. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, they, they've got this butterfly area where you, know, you just walk through it and they're all around you. Mm. So Jean became obsessed with this idea of a butterfly coming and landing on him, which said, son, it's not going to happen. And then it happened. Oh. And, and this butterfly landed on his hand. And like a crowd gathered and people couldn't believe it. But it it wouldn't leave. It wouldn't get off him. No. No. So no exaggeration. It got to about nine or ten minutes and it was still on there. Oh, wow. And because they've got signs up everywhere saying, like, don't touch the butterflies, don't bother the butterflies. If they come to you, then fine. Mm-mm. I felt like it wasn't appropriate mm. to like, you know, just Brush give a little flick or yeah. blow on it or something like that. And they've got very papery winds. Yeah. Just crumble, yeah. So so then Jean was getting distressed. Going, oh, oh, my no, hands are too much. <laughs> but I said, you know, it'll go. Because what I really wanted him to do was start, like, flexing his hand or something, then the butterfly. But mm. he didn't think to do that. Right, right. But I didn't want to be seen to be telling him to do something that would distress the butterfly. Mm-hmm. What would you have done in that situation? Blown it off. With people watching? No, I know. I'd done a fake sneeze. <laughs> Fake sneeze and blow it off. That I don't think you can fake a sneeze. Can oh, come you? on, listen to this. <gasps> but I'm not sure. That was how terrible. Much, that was I'm not so sure bad. how because there was a cough in there. I'm not sure how much it, if the amount of exhaling yeah. that you just did would would shift a butterfly. And also, it was not convincing. So, no. Yeah. Anyway. So, what, so what happened then? Eventually, oh, I just left it and pretended he was a lost uh, child, and then they made an yeah, announcement: yeah. there's a child been found. It was fine. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, so that was one thing that we did. Another thing that we did was we went on this boat tour, but not like a big, big boat tour, a little little one with just like six or eight people in it. Mm. And there was a commentary. And it was like going to uh, a comedy night where the audience is too small and they can see the whites of your eyes. Right, right. And every little quip I felt I needed to sort of show support oh, and laugh at and yeah. keep maintain a lot of eye contact because oh. not everybody on the boat was doing that. Yeah, yeah, you want to be supportive. It's yeah. exhausting though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then afterwards, she said to me, oh, you seem to really enjoy that. And of oh. course, they then said, I did, that commentary was so good. And she said, will you write me a TripAdvisor review? Oh, no, that's the word. I hate hearing I that. I know. Because I bet you went, I absolutely will. Yeah. And then for the next six years, you'll wake up in the night thinking, why, I still haven't done it. Exactly. Done it. That's exactly oh. That's exactly what's happened. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I keep thinking, I wrote the name down. Oh. I keep thinking, it's going to get to a point. I'm not going to do it, Mm-mm. but I am going to think about it every day. Yeah, yeah. For how long do you think? I've got ones from, honestly, I swear to God, 10, 12 years ago, like this this lady who waxed me, I still think about her all the time and I feel so <laughs> guilty that I never left that review for her. Uh, I don't, I know other people aren't like this and, you know, it's great when people do it for the podcast or whatever, but I just don't feel any compulsion to leave a review. Of no, anything ever. No, no, good or bad. And I don't no. understand it. No, no. I don't understand why people feel the need to express themselves like that. In fact, my friend Alex Cossack, I don't know if this is true, but he told me recently that you only sometimes go to a public toilet 
as you're coming out, they've got a thing with different faces from a sad face to a happy face, the range of emotions. Uh, okay. And you press which one mm. uh, you you closest matches your feeling to indicate how satisfied you were with the toilet or whatever it is you just experienced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me that those aren't connected to anything. No. And people these days so much want to feel like they get to express their opinion on everything. No. That's why they put them there. No. I mean, it sounds like a lie or um, an urban myth now I say it out loud. No, I think it sounds plausible. But why would you, if you were a toilet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen if you haven't got that there? But it, stop, it stops people complaining about things. and It stops people leaving bad reviews. They feel they've had their say. Oh, I see what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, Because I've had it like at passport control or, or customs or something oh, before really? now. Yeah, stop. It makes you feel like you've had your say and then you won't Makes go, you feel like you've got some power. Right, you right, right. Twitter and bad mouth. It's to and... shut you up. Yes, yes. I do think that's what it is. Oh, maybe he's right yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. he's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, time for Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. First one's from Amy. We're now hybrid working, so I go into the office on Wednesdays and Thursdays and work from home the rest of the week. Like many drifters, I found that working from home suits me very well, so motivating myself to dress in uncomfortable clothing and go to an office full of people who want to make small talk is difficult. I've taken to buy myself a nice takeaway Americano from a little coffee shop I pass on the way to work as a treat to myself to make the day more bearable. The coffee shop has grown busier lately and they've taken on some new staff, which is where my issue this morning comes in. As an eco-conscious person, I always bring a keep cup with me and I know from experience that it's the same size as the disposable cups the coffee shop uses and fits perfectly under their machines. However, the new member of staff who served me this morning obviously wasn't convinced of this as he decided to make my Americano in a paper cup and pour it into my keep cup when he was done. I watched this happen with a sense of horror, but being a drifter, didn't say a word. Even when I saw him take the paper cup he'd left, the paper cup he'd made my coffee in and throw it in the bin, totally negating any ecological benefit of my keep cup. To make matters worse, it also meant I had a substandard coffee as all the lovely foam on the top got mixed in as he poured it and he sloshed them over the side too. So the cup wasn't even full when he gave it to me. Should I have said something or was adopting the port protocol my only option here since I want to be able to return to the coffee shop tomorrow without embarrassment? What if I get the served by the same person tomorrow? Should I tell him that my keep cup does fit and risk embarrassing him over his mistake today? Three words. Say them. TripAdvisor review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they must... I haven't worked in the service industry since TripAdvisor existed. But how often are they checking them to see if anyone's slagging them off? I, I if wonder. If you're a business owner, you do. You do because, yeah. And then you also see um, people getting into it like, with the right to reply. Right, right. Sometimes reasonably, sometimes less so mm-hmm. as, as these things tend to go. Um, so is this the answer or have you got another suggestion? Well, uh, I would set up an an email address under a fake name (laughs) and just email them. Right. But the trouble is, the trouble is, if it's only happened to you, you'll know. Mm, Here's mm, what you've got to do. You've got to buy nine identical travel cups. Right. (laughs) This is so extreme, yeah. You've got to rope in nine people you know to all go and do the same thing. So then they won't be able to narrow it down to you. Then you send an email, polite email, suggesting that their staff has a little bit of extra training as to which keep cups fit and which don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because, I, I mean, there's no way you'd be able to say something to someone's face. No. No, I suppose not. Mm. Okay. Well, there's two options for you. Okay. Happy? Great. Well, I'm not happy, actually, because as you were reading it out, I realised I've done something mortifying. Okay, what? The babysitter texted to say, would it be a nightmare if I was 10 minutes late? Yeah. So... I, I sent a message back saying no problem, mm. but without thinking, I put a kiss on the end of it. Oh no! Which I never do. You know, I do to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. But not. A, oh god. Not a child. Oh, not, not a no. teenager. What do you mean? All right. Oh, what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm, I'm instantly going to send a message back now. No, don't so, stop. What? Stop. Say you don't what? think saying sorry didn't mean to put a kiss on that. No, just please pretend put, like put, it didn't. Poor put, protocol. Absolutely. Really, you're making it worse. Just think I should say something. Just ignore it. Never mention it, and just never do it again. What if she sh- shows it to her parents? Oh, Jeff, just like you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. But isn't there's a there's a trope around sleazy dads and babysitters? Is, oh, there is. Oh no. Oh, oh, there's nothing you can do because okay, mentioning okay. it makes it okay, worse. Okay, okay, I'm going to ignore just, it. Just hope I'm for just, the best. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you better sleep tonight. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. This is from Ali. I'm a long-time listener from the radio days and Aww. definitely have many drifter tendencies. My husband recently said I wasn't such a drifter anymore, but quickly redacted this when he saw me looking guilty and profusely apologising following an announcement on the tram about being too close to the doors, when clearly the message was not for me as I was stood nowhere near them. <laughs> My quandary relates to swimming. I've recently gone back to our local pool a couple of times a week in a vague attempt to get fitter. I go in the evening when it's quieter and there are less chances for too much bungled interaction on my part. It's lane swimming and there are three lanes, slow, medium and fast, with signs showing which way you're meant to swim, clockwise or anti-clockwise, clearly displayed. I am definitely not a fast swimmer, but tend to fall somewhere between medium and slow, depending on the pace of the other swimmers in attendance that day. Most recently when I went, there were two people in the medium lane who were swinging up, swimming up and down side by side, not in the fashion shown on the sign. The slow lane was particularly slow and meant I had to keep awkwardly overtaking people or holding back and trying to judge creating enough space between us. But if I tried to go in the middle, there wasn't anywhere I could fit to swim due to the disregard of the direction signs by these clearly non-drifter swimmers. Please can you help out with what I should do for future encounters? One. How could I convey to the middle lane swimmers that they should follow the signs and let other people join the lane without causing a scene? Two, what are the rules regarding interactions when overtaking someone in a swimming lane? I tend towards, can I just, do you mind if, are you, and a vague hand gesture? And can there ever be appropriate small talk when you're half naked and in close proximity to strangers? Or should I just try, wet enough for you and be done with it? (laughs) (laughs) Wet enough for you is amazing. Oh, I mean, three words, trip advisor. <laughs> no. Do you not feel that there should be somebody on a high chair dealing with this? Yes, you're Like a so... teenager on a high chair. Yes. Like a, a young like lad in a singlet. Yes. Yes. Why is there not someone there dealing with this kind of I don't know. behaviour? What, what what type of, is it a leisure centre? Yes, which just says swimming pool. Mm. I think a quiet word with them on reception. And get them to sort it out. Mm. Even though it's obvious it's you. Is that the equivalent of like getting the usher to tell someone to be quiet? No, because I, I, I think you'll be seeing different people in there. It's not like, mm. you know, I don't think it's like the coffee shop where they could narrow it down. Could she? I, think, I don't think this is a terrible idea. Could she? Are you allowed to swim under people? Like, so say you've got the two people ahead of you blocking the lane. Could swim up behind them and then swoop. Dive, dive, um, <laughs> dive. Is that is that against the is rules? Is it frowned upon? I don't know. Swim under them. I'd love to do that. That'd I mean, be fun. You know, I'm not a regular swimmer. No, me neither. I clearly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's frowned upon. Mm. Mm. Bomb them. 
Oh, yeah. Bombing, that thing where you jump off into the pool. Was it ducking, diet, petting, Duck, yeah. heavy petting? Heavy... Don't heavy pet them. <laughs> um, oh, I know. Yeah. Go to reception with yes. the full list of things you can't do in the head. Say, sorry, but that couple there, they were heavy petting, bombing, <laughs> ducking and, and, and running on the side, the side of the pool. Okay, yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Okay, here we go. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. As I mentioned at the beginning, we would love to hear your stories of your attempts at social interaction that have gone awry or your attempts to avoid it. The email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Same email address for Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. And uh, what should I finish with this week? Oh, oh, I know what it is. It's a... uh, Shouldn't you be in that car? Podication time. This comes from Great Dame Yvonne. I like an Yvonne. Mm, it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. I feel it's a bit like the uh, uh, the, the Jeff of the woman's yeah. names. It's, uh, it seems to fall out of favour. I think it's slightly more exotic, though, because yeah, it's, it's, it's pronounced differently to how it looks. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Well, so is my name. Guess. It starts with a G and it's got an O in it. Come on. Okay. Sorry. It's not like I'm a J, Jeff. Sorry, you're, you're equally exotic and many yeah. apologies. Um, hi, Jeff and Annabelle. In true drifter style, I've debated and reread this email several times before deciding to hit send, so I probably left this too late, but I would quite like a publication to myself, please. Yeah. A bit sad, I know. No, if oh, I no. But I haven't yet convinced any of my friends or family to join the drifter family. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know. Uh, Keep trying. Yeah. Maybe you should leave. You know, like those um, people who grow up in like like religious cults and things, and yeah. then, then they leave yeah, because yeah. they realise it's they're not their people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe that's uh, that's what you need to do. You need to um, you need to extricate yourself somehow. I was I'm, I'm stall- You may hear me stalling slightly because um, I got a tweet after the last podcast from. Anna. Do you remember oh, Anna? Yes, yes, you didn't listen. Said, I'm Anna from this week's podcast, and I would like to clarify that I never said I didn't like you or the oh. podcast. Honestly, I don't really remember listening to it. <laughs> it was unforgettable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forgettable, rather. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, it's my 50th birthday on the 31st of March. Oh, sorry we're late on this. Well, we, we've been in discussion about this, because so there was we were kind of fully booked, and it was a bit last minute, so... We, we agreed on this date. Okay. I'm just defending well, my admin here. <laughs> Yvonne says, I only just got over the shock of turning 40. Mm. It just go, goes fast, doesn't it? It really does. Uh, and I've had a run of bad luck, bad luck since just before Christmas, so I thought a podication might cheer me up. It's a lot of pressure on us, that, isn't oh, no, it? No, a lot. I, mean, I can't late. imagine this. Yeah, it's late. <laughs> I just veered off into talking about Anna. And someone else. And yeah. liking the name Yvonne to the name Jeff. Yeah. Which might not be seen as a compliment. <laughs> It should be. It should be, yeah. Um, Yvonne says, I had a bad car accident in early December. The backlash of which is still going on. I'm sorry. 
Oh, and then she says, and then I joined the Rona gang on Christmas Day and gave it to my entire family. Oh. Oh, <sighs> Yvonne. Yeah, not good. Uh, my low self-esteem is my biggest enemy, but my new work friends have made me feel very welcome and bought me birthday gifts. It's nice. That's lovely. Something I've never experienced before. Oh, they must like you. They must like you. You must be a great person. Uh, she says, "Jeff, is, Jeff, is this a northern thing? I moved to Shropshire from Essex in May of 2020. Oh, I wouldn't really have thought of Shropshire as the north. I would have thought Essex would be very present giving. Well, there you go. Flash. Yes, not Flash. Nouveau riche. <laughs> No, just super friendly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's you, Yvonne. They just really like yeah. you. Yeah. I'm very much hoping not to catch COVID again from my co-workers mm. uh, so I can finally go out on my birthday, having had the last two birthdays during lockdowns. Mm. So far, so good. Well, I think that's enough rambling from me. Thanks for your OK podcast, which keeps me company on my drive to work and for giving me the title of Grape... Sorry, Grape. Great Dane... Not Great Dane. <laughs> Sorry. Dame great Mama. Dame Yvonne, in honour of my dog. Are you sure it's not Great Dane Yvonne then? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Uh, that's the latest edition of the podcast. I hope you had a great birthday, Great Dame Yvonne. And if you'd like a podication, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.